Life is full of events that leave you stiff, sore, tight. Think of the feeling you get after a good stretch. Looser, lighter, maybe even happier. Let's lengthen our perspective in life and celebrate our accomplishments together. The Butt First Stretch podcast isn't just all about fitness. It's about actual people who are bettering their lives in our collective community. It's about coming together and getting inspired in your own life. It's for people who want to stretch their mind, body, and soul by tapping into their own potential and self-worth. And really cool down after the episode with a brief meditation that ties together the theme. Just a reminder, but for a stretch. Hi, I'm Jen McCracken. Welcome back to But For a Stretch. And if it's your first time, I'm so glad that you are joining me. I haven't done an episode in the last few weeks and it feels definitely, I feel definitely um, out of sorts. I really missed doing it. And you'll even see in this episode how my son is hit or miss right now with naps so that can cause some chaos which you'll hear today in the video or in the audio recording I will say um the squeaking noise is his big giant Paw Patrol car and he's really in the play which I love and I don't want to stifle at all so you might hear some of that in the background he did color a little bit while I did the recording and he was kind enough to let me do the meditation at the end so that everyone can enjoy it. So I'm so excited for you to even stay for this meditation. It's definitely a special one. So our guest this week is Stephanie Pereira. Stephanie is an Amazon best-selling author, coach for moms, speaker, and mom of three. Her book is Embrace the Beautiful Chaos of Motherhood, The Secret to Staying True to Yourself. Stephanie has worn many hats over the years, from selling airplanes, yes, that's right, to teaching 8th grade math, to being a stay-at-home mom. All of these jobs had led her to this point, which is to help other moms navigate motherhood with more enjoyment, ease, and peace. Definitely check out her blogs. I love the one about erasing mom guilt. It's a must listen to. I met Stephanie through the Conchalkin Library. She was giving a presentation on her book. And I invite you, this is really exciting, you can also catch her this May. It's May 12th at 8 p.m. via Zoom through the library. So definitely sign up. It's going to be a really great time. And I will say this, one of the things I love about Stephanie and her book is that it gives like very practical advice. Sometimes when I read books on motherhood or stories about motherhood, it's like very awesome, but each chapter, and she does break it down in here, she breaks it into three parts, and she basically has a little guideline for you, which is so, so helpful. So let's stretch our mind, body, and soul. The first portion of the podcast is the warm-up, introducing our guest. Hi, Stephanie. Welcome. Hi. Thanks for having me. So tell us a little bit about yourself. What is your background, and how did you get into self-help? So I am Stephanie Pereira, live in Plymouth Meeting, PA. Um, I, Sorry, I'm a mom of three. 
and how I got into self-help, um, it, it was indirectly, right? It started out as um, after my third child was born, I had a really hard transition going from two kids to three kids, but unexpectedly because I was like, oh yeah, I have two kids, um, I got this. And then the my, my daughter was born, um, it was a huge transition. And I just was hitting a wall every day. You know, I was like, oh, I just, I just need like a week worth of time to myself in my house alone, no family, no distractions, nothing to, you know, get me off of anything. And, and then I'll be kept, all caught up. Things will work out. That's, that's the only thing that I need. But it wasn't that because I had been years of you know, mothering. So there's a pretty big gap between my two boys and my daughter, um, of six to seven years, but I needed it because my boys are 14 months apart. So Hmm. in that time, I didn't know that self-care was a thing and I didn't know how important it was for moms. So I did the mom thing that I thought I had to do. And I was like, okay, I mean, I just need to sacrifice my, once and you know my needs sometimes and it, even sometimes long-term goals short-term goals whatever it was because I had to put the kids first I mean as a society that's what I grew up hearing right and that's what I felt like I needed to do as a mom so I was doing that one kid okay two kids yeah you know and then they started school so fine um but then when my daughter came along oh my gosh it was intense and not because of her like if that was just the tipping point for me personally i mean she was a dream baby so sweet mm-hmm. easygoing you know slept well ate well so it wasn't her in any way right and thank god because i don't i had it been any other way i think it would have been extra too much you know and mm-hmm. anyway so that's how i kind of started because just in talking with some friends who were also on their third baby and they seem to be doing great you know they're like oh no I take time for myself and do that and I was like how do you have what what is this that you're talking about take time for yourself like I would pay someone to what or no or we switch you know with I was like but uh, I don't know I just felt like I couldn't take anything else on and um the indirect part came from trying to start a business. Um, a really cool story. Too long for this podcast, but I was selling airplanes, mm-hmm. which, you know, <laughs> who doesn't do that? And it, it, the first opportunity kind of fell into my lap where it's exactly what I wanted. It was a flexible schedule and everything else. So I had one sale under my belt And then some limiting beliefs started coming up and, you know, mainly I can't be a really good mom and do this, you know? So there was that block that I put for myself on a subconscious level that totally cut me off from having that be a possibility for myself. So in just efforts of trying to make this business work, I, um, brought on a business partner who happened to be from Brazil. My husband is from Brazil. So, you know, we were trying to do a whole 
you know, oh, well, I'll take care of the part in the U.S., you take care of the part in Brazil, and we were so close, we were doing this amazing multi-million dollar deal, I was getting excited, but those beliefs were, those limiting beliefs were coming up, and I was like, oh, I don't know, I don't know about this, um, and still, in my home life, felt like I was hitting that proverbial wall every single day like I couldn't my kitchen was a total disaster <laughs> ironically it's currently a disaster but <laughs> it's it's not giving me the same anxiety that it did then right so um and I remember talking to my part my business partner at the time and him saying I'll call you and you know I just need to run into this energy therapy thing and it was like energy therapy mm, that sounds cool he's like yeah it's this cool lady who I've been working with for a couple of years and anytime I feel stuck I come to her and things just flow it's crazy it's and I was like oh I need to know more about this so later when he called me um actually ended up being later on in the day um we were stuck in that deal that we were both really excited about and after his this session with the energy therapy lady that he was talking about and said oh yeah it's I had a great session and it was great and I feel really good about it but I had even better news for him because I was like oh my gosh well they just called me and they said that our deal is moving through so that was proof to me that whatever it was that he was doing is working and I was like look I I need I need this but in my mind I needed it for the business Right. I needed my bit. I needed one thing just to flow and just to work because on every other front, I was really frustrated and um, felt like I was totally stuck. So I was like, I, I, I'm, I know she's in Brazil, but I have to talk to this lady. And he was like, okay, sure. So put me in contact with her a week later. I indirectly start my journey into self-help where I started by receiving some of the energy therapy, um, which is kind of like just a guided meditation with the practice that she does. And now I also do. So it's kind of a guided meditation, um, exploring your subconscious and whatever limiting belief is kind of lurking down there comes up through all kinds of different ways and it's a really gentle way to move that stuck energy and just kind of release and so then in your normal life you know you see things begin to flow so I started working with her my very first kind of complaint or stressor that I brought to her was my kitchen I talk about it a little bit in the book oh yeah I'm also author of mm-hmm. embrace the beautiful chaos and motherhood sorry that was a really long tangent um <laughs> But yeah, and the book is basically the culmination of my journey in finding myself again through motherhood and also doing, doing my inner work, working with, you know, my energy therapist and reading lots of books and listening to all kinds of people, all kinds of experts, and just taking it in, trying it out, seeing what works, what doesn't work. Um, But most of all was making space for myself again, um, which I hadn't done. I mean, consistently, I'm talking about. Of course, there were days here or there, but nothing consistently where I was making it an effort to replace the energy that I was giving out, you know? Mm -hmm. And it made a huge difference. So in seeing that 
night and day difference from being totally in the middle of all hell breaking loose and feeling it on every single level to potentially all hell is still breaking loose, but feeling that inner peace and calm and overall well-being, that's the difference. And I was like, wow. So then I started sharing with friends and, you know, just putting it all together. Um, as a result, my marriage improved greatly too, because I had actually something to give, you know, it wasn't just, um, the end of the day, Hey, how are you? And, uh, fine. Because (laughs) I couldn't think of anything else to say. Like, I mean, I don't know. I'm too exhausted to be creative and put some type of fun spin on how my day was or what, what I ended up doing. Um, I don't know. So it, it had a drastic effect, which is why I wrote the book and wanted to share with everybody. Yeah, I love that. And I love how you talk about limiting beliefs. I think that as a society and even to break it down as women, it's something that a lot of people talk, like recognize in themselves and are looking to overcome those like negative feelings. Yeah. Definitely. And your book and does it- give practical advice on how to address those beliefs, which I also really love. Yes. Yeah. The step-by-step, I mean, it's, it's not, Oh, just read the book and it's going to get way better. Mm -hmm. It's read the book, follow the steps, put it into practice. There's some trial and error in there, you know, Mm -hmm. and sometimes depending on how deeply rooted it is or, you know, how long you've been accepting this belief, even if you're not aware of it, it can take a little longer, right? Mm -hmm. It's not just, Oh, well today I'm going to believe this. And that was easy. You know, sometimes it's it's a little more repetition that needs to go behind it. Um, affirmations, I love. They're such a huge mm-hmm. and powerful tool. And that's part of the book as well. So, yeah, it's all broken down in there. Um, and we're going to we're going to dive into affirmations. So I'm so excited to, to talk about that. Can you tell us like what the most important or rewarding part of your job is for you? Like what what's so rewarding about what you do? I love getting the feedback um, from people that I work with or either from readers or from clients who say, oh my gosh, how didn't I know this before? Or, you know, it totally changed my, my mom game or wow, my marriage is so much different. You know, I, I didn't even know I could feel this way. So that feedback and just seeing that transformation of readers, of clients is the best. That's my favorite, hands down. And what's the most challenging? The most challenging? Mm-hmm. Um, I love what I do. I love being a mom. Sometimes the time can be tricky, you know, in that balance or in the demanding schedules of life with three kids, marriage, adulting, you know, all the household stuff. So there's so much more that I would like to do, but sometimes, but then I go back, I'm like, look, go back to the roots, right? Mm -hmm. Like, is this a belief that I'm kind of treating as a limiting belief? Is it something that I'm blocking myself on? Is there a better way I could do it? You know, and just examining the overall situation. And then once I get a better handle on that, 
it's cool how when I'm feeling good about something, right, and I feel like it's pretty balanced, that that area of my life flows. Mm-hmm. And then when it doesn't, it's not like, oh my gosh, I'm doing something totally wrong and I just need to, you know, throw in the the, the towel and hang it up. Um, it's, for me, a red flag of like, hey, take a step back. Let's look into this, right? And this is the actual conversation I have in my head. What what am I feeling about it? And what does that feeling kind of tell me? So if I'm anxious about it, I'm worried, there's some fear there. Is that fear a limiting belief? Is it insecurity? Is it something, you know, what's feeling off for me? And just in this questioning process that, um, you know, I've developed with practice and then also working with clients and seeing it put into practice for people, um, it's become stronger, right? So it's like a muscle that everybody has access to everybody can develop it doesn't take some time some effort but just one question can easily lead to another and okay well what is this showing me and what's that and worst case scenario what would that be what would that look like how would i feel and you know just really diving into that if it's through a journaling practice if it's just i like to drive around and talk to myself when no one else is in the car with me (laughs) and just me saying it is usually enough to be like oh okay all right, doesn't seem so scary now. It doesn't seem so huge Mm -hmm. in my head. Yeah. So let's dive into our workout portion. Can you um, tell us about your book? Like you mentioned like kind of what inspired your book, but like Mm -hmm. tell us about Embrace the Beautiful Chaos of Motherhood. Yes. So the book is um, basically broken up into three parts. The first part is all about reconnecting with yourself because as moms, that's usually the first thing that we lose connection with, right? We, we can still keep a pretty decent love relationship going. We can still, you know, attend to our kids' needs and and family, community, all of that stuff. But then I don't know, we're, we're always the first one to get cut from that list. Right. So that I had to, that, that was always my biggest priority is getting the reader back to herself. Um, I can't even tell you how many times I've heard of, well, since having kids, I mean, I don't even know who I am anymore. I don't even know what I like to do. Because the common advice that moms get re- regarding self-care is, well, just take time for yourself. <laughs> but I can't even begin to tell you how many people were like, well, I, I don't even know what I like to do. I don't know. And how many times that I, before this journey, was at home with an hour, two hours or more, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't know. What should I do? I don't know what to do. You know, and almost like being removed from that role, we're kind of throw our hands up and, well, I don't know who I am without this, you know, without being this. Um, so that's all about the first part. I address affirmations, limiting beliefs, um, how to find your joy and reconnect with that, how to bring a more playful approach to life. Because basically the better we take care of ourselves, the better we, everything, the better we mom, the better we can show up for our significant other. Um, the nicer we'll be in line at the grocery store. I mean, it's the, the ripple effect never ends. The second part of the book is all about reconnecting with your significant other. Um, because that's typically the second thing to go, you know, in when you're in the trenches of parenting and 
the, I know everyone says, you know, the years are short, days are long. The days are so, so long sometimes. And you get to the end of the day, you're exhausted. And there's just that I found is the second connection that gets thrown out the window almost always inadvertently, right? Like no one's that I work with is like, oh, well, who cares about my marriage? You know, it's something that we really care about, but it's just when with that onslaught of things constantly coming at us, it falls by the wayside. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, yeah. And then the third piece of the book is all the jobs moms do, um, all the hats that we wear. So kind of everything outside of the relationship with yourself, parenting, motherhood. Um, and then at the very end, there's a troubleshooting guide with some of my best like toolbox tips and tricks and strategies that the readers can use to, you know, just, okay, I've been doing the work, I'm showing up for myself and, but quick, you know, something's crazy and I feel this trigger, what do I do? You know, so I just compiled a resource of, I think there are maybe up to 20 tools. It's awesome. And from your book, and you mentioned earlier, which I'm so glad you did, you discuss affirmations. I also Mm -hmm. love affirmations. Can you explain a little bit? Yeah, game changer. Like what they are and how they're helpful. Right. Um, Let me start by, okay. I had mentioned my disastrous kitchen, right? And how there were times that before doing any type of healing um, or work on myself or showing up for myself, I was totally overwhelmed by the constant mess in my kitchen to the point where, and this was way, way, way before any type of quarantine, COVID, whatever, um, to the point where I would avoid being home during the day or whenever possible, right? If there was an errand to run, I'll do it. I, I just had to get out of there. I didn't feel good. I didn't feel good in the space. It wasn't necessarily the mess because it was relatively easy to clean up, but it was just what it represented for me of not having it together and, you know, one more thing that I was behind on. And there was so much other stuff going on that that was the daily trigger. So, like I said, when I started working with Simone, the energy healer, she, um, that was my first thing that I brought to her. And she shared practical tips with me like oh why don't you set a timer why don't you do this and I was like yeah okay I guess but the most amazing advice that she gave was well I mean why don't you just say it's okay you know when you look at the mess it's okay and and I tried it I went down to my kitchen looked at it and I'm like it's okay but it didn't feel right right so then that kind of started my journey with affirmations. And the one that I found that was a total game changer, I still use it on those really crazy, hectic, busy, busy days, um, is I'm amazed at all I can accomplish in a day. Because whenever I'm looking at my to-do list, I'm like, oh, I still have to do that. And there's this. And and I can feel the anxiety creeping up or just that overwhelm starting to be like, hey, um, I stop myself. I'm like, no, I'm amazed at all that I can accomplish in a day. And it just just enough because that has a, a, a powerful meaning for me to shift my focus just long enough for me to take the first step in 
making that change that I'm looking for. So in doing the first task on my to-do list, for example, or in picking up the first plate to put into the dishwasher, you know, so it's not, oh, I'm just going to use affirmations and everything's going to be incredible. Um, You'll see a huge difference and a shift, but the affirmation itself won't do the work. You know, it's just going to get you to a place where you feel good enough that you can do the work. I love that. My kids, um, they'll say, I've got this. And I love love that. (laughs) Yeah. They learn that um, through yoga, actually. And I thought that was the cutest. It is. Oh, that's sweet. Um, I'm going to start saying that. Yeah. What... (laughs) What is one tip you would give a mom when she realized she lost her cool with her kids? Take a deep breath and just know that it's okay to go easy on yourself, right? Because we're humans. Sometimes we get stressed. Sometimes we get angry. Um, It's normal, right? And then because a lot of times what I see is that as moms – we have a reaction that we don't want, right? Either we snap or, you know, just something comes up and something goes down in a way that we didn't want it to. And I always say, you know, just go easy on yourself because nine times out of 10, and, and I was this person too, I was like, oh, see, there I go. There I go again, always snapping on the kids, but it was always when they were sleeping and like, it was quiet and I had that peace and could put those thoughts together. I'm like, oh, they really deserve better. You know, I need to be better. And yes, there's always room for growth and expansion and improvement, but it's okay to be like, yeah. And all right. I mean, you know, extend that grace to yourself. Not that you have to be like, oh, look at me getting mad at my kids. Woohoo. No, nobody <laughs> is encouraging that in any way. But then depending on the age, you know, go back. And I think it's a awesome teachable moment just to say, remember when we were in the car and mommy said this, um, I wish I would have handled it differently. And I'm sorry. You know, so we get the chance to model an apology or just owning up and taking responsibility for our actions and what we did because at the end of the day that's what I want for my kids I want them as adults to I know that they're not perfect right because perfection doesn't exist it's you won't find it any place you know in anybody perfect pieces yeah beauty yes you know abounds all over the place but that oh I'll never get anything wrong and I mean I feel like if we're not showing them and being vulnerable and showing that side that we're doing them a disservice. Not that I'm like, okay, so go get mad at your kids so you can apologize. No, but just in the course of parenting, things will come up. You will lose your cool. Just in the moment, take a breath. You're like, it's okay. I can always choose a different way. I can always choose a different way. All right, so instead of continuing on my rampage of mm-hmm. yelling at the kids, whatever, what am I going to do now? Mm-hmm. Do I need some time just to decompress? Do I need, you know, and, and redirect? Okay, kids, how about you go do this? I'm just going to take a breather, and then we'll talk. You know, whatever the technique is that you use, it doesn't matter as long as you're showing that humanity to them and saying, oh, 
sorry it, it was stressful because so something that i have to do is explain what's going on in my mind at the time or at that time um because that's something that they can't see and this happens often with my daughter where she's like oh well you, you know you were distracted or whatever and i was like yeah but I was trying to figure out this and this, and mm -hmm. I was thinking about that. And then I heard someone else talking to me and that's why I didn't look when you said, mommy, mm -hmm. you know, and anyway, so there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff that in those moments you can kind of make into a positive. I like that. <clears throat> I all, I also asked that like out of self-interest a little bit too. Like I told my kids to get out of the closet, get out of the cupboard, get out, get out. And of course yeah. they broke like the top of the blender in the yeah. process. And I like, I definitely lost it. And I like had to be like, just calm down. I was like, go play right. in the basement. I'm making dinner. I'm making food for somebody else right now. Yeah. Okay. But it's like, it makes you feel horrible when you're like, oh, I should have just like closed the door, done something yeah. else, etc. Um, And now you coach clients, right? Yes. And can you explain like what this looks like and why it's important okay. to spend some time on yourself? Definitely. So there are two different ways that I work with clients. The most common one is through my marriage recharge program. It's um, right now it's a four month online course, but small group. And um, that's super important because, and here's what everybody says, they're like, you know what, this is the first time that I've taken time for myself, that I have made an effort to better myself. But that's also kind of indirect because the topic we're talking about is marriage. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times, you know, it's, you're in that, that slump of, you know, lack of intimacy, you're not really connecting with your partner. And for a short amount of time, a relationship can withstand that, but over, you know, several weeks, months, years, the relationship really takes a beating. And then there's all kinds of resentment and all kinds of hurt that, that come up where it, it's hard, but salvageable a lot of the time, right? And it usually only takes one person to start working on themselves that they see a change in their relationship, right? It was, um, I think there's a challenge I talk about in my book, the 30 day goddess challenge that I started for myself. I was doing it, didn't tell my husband and, um, but it was definitely something that we both benefited from and, mm. you know, kind of through my example of taking time for myself and just showing up in a different way, enjoying the moment more, he, also did that just you know without me sitting down and all right listen we really need to talk um <laughs> which I don't say anyway but <laughs> you know <laughs> but it, it wasn't that like formal sit down of hey I've noticed this issue we got to work through it um so you'll see that either in your relationship or with yourself or in any area of your life and that's the coolest thing about this work is that it's not just making you a better mom or just making you a better spouse. You will show up totally differently in every single area. 
Um, and do you see that too with yoga where, you know, you're showing up, people are making time for their practice Mm -hmm. and other areas, even though they're not intentionally working on them just by default bloom Mm -hmm. They they go better. They're happier. They're more content. It's beautiful. So beautiful. And because you work a lot with couples, is there a common trend you find among marriages today? I would say two things. The very first thing that everyone, you know, whoever works with me is kind of surprised by is that a lot of the resentment or any type of beef that they have in their relationship is usually just a previous hurt showing up in that way. Mm. Um, And then we take a step back and the bottom, bottom line that everybody needs when you, I mean, of course we're extremely complex and it's not this simple, but if you had to make it really simple, when you peel back all the layers and everything, the only thing that people want are to feel loved and appreciated, right? So if you're not feeling those two things in, you know, supposedly the most important, one of the most important relationships of your life, that leaves a mark, right? Mm -hmm. And then maybe we don't address it right away. So we stuff it down, but it keeps coming back up. Mm. The situations might change, right? And maybe we're, you know, changing the topic of the arguments or, you know, one week it's about the groceries, the next week it's about something else. And we're like, oh, we're fighting constantly. There's not a common th- there's not a common thread. But the common thread is that one or both of the people feel deeply hurt. They feel taken for granted. They don't feel loved. Mm. Bottom line is they don't feel loved. Um, the second most common thing that I see is that people are happier when the intimacy level is higher in their relationship. Mm. And that's one of the main goals of marriage recharge. That's one of the main focuses. I talk about it. I think there's a whole chapter dedicated to this in the book of just making time for intimacy, making time for pleasure. And if you can't do that, don't want to do that, um, don't see the importance in that, I get it. I was there. I lived through a phase like that. Um, But also, it's really cool because I've seen the correlation. The couples who are taking time for themselves individually as a couple, um, spending time together and have that like higher level of satisfaction on intimacy and pleasure scale, they have that like thriving marriage. They would say they would qualify themselves as best friends, you know, there for each other no matter what. Um, the other extreme where they're, you know, maybe neither husband or wife are really working on themselves and they don't make time and it's just kind of life by default. Um, they tend to have little to no intimacy connection in that way. And, and that shows, right. So I don't know. It's, I would say that that's the the Mm -hmm. most common thing and that you can use that as a litmus test of, okay, well, you know, not, not only in quantity, but definitely in quality, Mm. you know, how do I feel? And 
how do I think my partner feels? And even ask them about, you know, how, how would you, on a scale of one to 10, what would you rate this? You know, how satisfied are you? Is it, is it enough? Do you want more or less, you know, whatever. And just start that conversation. If you're not in a place where you can have that conversation, I get that too. And it's okay. You know, it doesn't mean that, oh, well now I can't do anything. It means, well, I'm just going to work on my end Mm -hmm. and one step at a time, you'll eventually get there. No, that's so helpful. And I do, I do find like your book, the steps that you provide in the book are just awesome. Like, again, you said trial by error earlier, I believe, but it's like, it's awesome. Like, and it makes you just kind of step back and think about things. So yeah, I highly suggest if you've not read the book, get it. (laughs) It's so good. Yeah. Yeah. There's even an audio version, right? Mm -hmm. So it's on Audible, Kindle, and then um, available through Amazon. Oh, it's so nice. It's awesome. (laughs) Yes. Thank you. And I have to ask, um, what is, and I might be saying it wrong, is it Muay Thai? Yeah, Muay Thai. So it's Thai boxing or kind of like kickboxing, only it originated in Thailand. Um, The gym that I haven't been to in a while obviously for mm-hmm. apparent reasons but um the gym that i go to is um algeo mma and actually the owner um i think just signed for a few fights in the ufc so he's a professional fighter and has studied muay thai for decades they also have brazilian jiu-jitsu um which i don't really do but they offer it there and yeah it, it's a good release for me just to go and it's one of the workouts that when I'm there I don't think about anything else Mm. which I like yeah it's it's great cardio that is awesome yeah I miss that (laughs) (laughs) and I guess my question is what's next for you like this could be like anything like post-pandemic goals personal professional what's next I I like following the breadcrumbs, right? And Mm. taking it just little by little because before all of this, so going back a decade or more, I was always a big planner. Mm. And, but then I realized I'm like, you know what? Uh, I don't know. So my biggest goal is to be in the place where I feel the best, right? And with energy and everything else, just because going back to that quote, the better I feel, the better. I can everything else. So um, definitely focusing on my energy and things like that. But then, I mean, I'm I'm open to whatever comes next. I love whatever that. Whatever it is. <laughs> um, how can we get in contact with you via social media? Social media, I'm on Instagram. There, I have a YouTube channel that I took a little break from due to some virtual learning from home and it was hard I I didn't have a place to record that's (laughs) basically what it was and my bandwidth was limited um (laughs) literally and figuratively and um so YouTube and Facebook I actually have a Facebook group called Embrace the Beautiful Chaos yeah and I think that there's definitely some people listening that would love to join that group because I love you post motivational quotes just connection with other women it's pretty Mm -hmm. awesome yes thank you yeah and I would love to um welcome anybody who is a mom and looking for that support it's a pretty good mix of like different 
life hacks, some funny memes sprinkled in, but lots of inspiration and support because motherhood is awesome and incredible and one of the best things, but at the same time, so, so hard. And mm-hmm. I don't feel like we hear that enough. Yeah, absolutely. So I ask everyone three wrap-up questions. Mm-hmm. My first question is what stretches or stretch are you doing in your own life right now? My biggest stretch right now is um, the Marriage Recharge Program, right? That this is the first time that I'm running it for four months. So, so far, I really like it. We're in week two. Love it. Love the group of ladies that I have in there. And yeah, that's my biggest stretch. And just, you know, the learning curve a little bit of how to make what started out as a 30-day course um, into four months. But I like this time. I feel like there's enough time to digest and really get into the the goodness of everything. Awesome. And what is something you are enjoying doing in your life for you? I love, with the nicer weather, being outside, Mm -hmm. taking a walk. Like, I'll go to Harriet Weatherhill and just walk around because it's quiet there. And I, you know, see the flowers in bloom, the trees starting to come out. That has been my like <sighs> moment for the past couple weeks. I love that. <laughs> That's my go-to. <laughs> <laughs> and is there something you can't stop talking about? So I recently discovered uh, wake spray, and I posted this uh, in the group, um, in the Facebook group. It has been a total game changer for me and my daughter's doll hair. It's basically just synthetic wig wig spray and it's a leave-in conditioner and it makes the doll's hair so much nicer and it's not like that crazy mess and like you can't even get a brush through. So I've been telling everybody I talk to about the wig spray. I love that. But (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Stephanie, thank you so much for taking this time to chat. So Stephanie and I decided last minute that she was going to be leading the meditation. And let me tell you what a treat this meditation is. It is a waterfall visualization, one of her favorites. And honestly, what a treat in the middle of the day at the end of this podcast recording to have this meditation read to me and to really just get into the zone. So if you don't have 10 minutes right now, definitely pause, come back to this. It is worth sticking around for this cool down meditation. So go ahead and settle into your space. You can close your eyes and make sure you feel comfortable. That's in a seated position or lying down. And just sink into the space, relaxing your muscles, unclenching your jaw. Take a deep breath in and release. Take another deep breath in and release. Now imagine yourself in a beautiful wooded area with a clear path. And you begin to walk on the path. And as you're walking, just take a look around at all the beautiful trees 
Maybe the sunshine is shining through, warming your face. You can hear the sounds of the birds, the sounds of the forest, and it feels really peaceful. So continue walking and you come to a clearing. And in the distance, you see a beautiful waterfall. And you feel drawn to this waterfall. So you walk toward it. And as you get closer, you notice that there are some boulders that will take you right up to the waterfall. So you climb them and you're in the perfect spot for the water to cascade over you. The temperature is incredible. The view is marvelous. And as you're there, you notice that the water begins to change colors. And this magical waterfall, water becomes ruby red. With this color change, it's washing away all fear, all insecurity, all feelings of not being good enough, not doing enough, washes away fear for your safety, and all insecurities. And the powerful thing about it is that it takes these feelings down to a crystal pool below where they're transformed into love, into light, into safety, into security. And as the water continues to flow over you, you feel secure. You feel safe, you feel protected, you feel confident. And you notice that the water changes to an orange color. This time you feel different feelings come up like guilt or shame, stress, just that feeling of being stuck and not knowing what to do or how to handle it. And as you feel these things, the orange waterfall washes them all away into the pool below. You feel open to creativity. You feel safe. You feel worthy. You know that you're enough. And you feel really good. And the water changes to a beautiful yellow, 
bright golden yellow. And it's stirring up some different feelings. You notice that you feel kind of helpless. Maybe you feel a little irritable. And like you're, there's so much that you're not doing right. And let all of those go into the water, into this cascade of yellow water that will wash them down to the pupilla. And you feel lighter without those feelings. You feel secure in who you are. You feel at peace. And you feel super confident. You know that you're enough. You feel happy. Then the water starts to shift again. It changes to an emerald green. And more feelings come up. Feelings of separation, of loneliness, a feeling like you're the only one going through what you're going through. Feelings of bitterness, of hatred, of judgment. Just open your arms and let the water run down as you release all of these things. You know that you're safe and you feel loved. You feel so loved. Unconditional love and acceptance exactly as you are right now in this moment. You feel compassion toward yourself toward others and you know you're not in this alone you feel a connection with others with everyone it feels really peaceful it's beautiful then you notice the water start to change to a light blue or a sky blue color and you notice some feelings starting to bubble up, feelings of judgment, feelings of fear with speaking your truth for being who you are, for doing what you love. Feelings of not being good enough with your communication with others. Any feelings of frustration, of feeling unheard. You tell people things, but you feel like they don't really hear you out always. And the water washes all of that away into the pool. And as it's being rinsed away, you definitely feel more confident. You feel more secure in speaking your truth, in being who you are, in doing what you love. You feel free. You know that when you speak with other people that they understand you and you receive what they're saying with compassion and with love.
what's not for you, you let roll away. And it feels good. And then the water shifts again, changes to an indigo color. And you start to feel all the areas in your life that feel stuck, or you feel like you're hitting that wall, or you're trying so hard, but it's just not working out. Feelings of denial come up too. Things that you've kind of been ignoring that you don't want to see, you don't want to acknowledge because it's uncomfortable. It doesn't feel good. But release it now. Let the water wash it away. It's safe to let it go. Now you have space for a feeling of knowing that everything always works out for you. You feel confident in, even if you can't see the next step, knowing that you'll be guided. You feel connected. You feel loved. And you can lean into that inner knowing that everything will be all right. You feel connected. You feel guided. You feel loved. And then you notice the water shift for the last time. It's a beautiful purple color. But you notice a feeling of confusion or maybe some type of brain fog. Feelings of kind of being lost and disconnected. Like something's missing, but you don't know what it is. So you can just open your arms and release that. Let the water carry it away into the beautiful, magical crystal cupola. And as it's washed away, you feel a new sensation of clarity, even if you don't know exactly what the answer is, you just feel like you will in the right moment. So you feel clear, you feel confident, and most of all, you feel connected. And then as you're there soaking up this amazing feeling of peace and joy and confidence, and you're just stepping into that badass yes feeling, the water shifts back to its normal watercolor. And you look down to the crystal pool below, and it's gorgeous. It has all the colors of red and yellow, green, blue, indigo, purple. And you feel like you want to dive in. So if it feels safe, you can do that. Or you can climb down from the boulders and step into the the pool that way. 
The water is perfect. Just the way you like it. And you feel amazing. You feel so light and free as you're floating around. And in our last minute here, I just want you to ask, what do I need to know right now in this moment? As you're floating around, maybe looking up at the sky, checking out the waterfall. What's that one thing that you need to know right now? Once you get that, you can swim over, walk over to the side, and come out of the pool. You turn and look to the waterfall um, with gratitude, and just acknowledging the magic and transformation that, that took place. And you continue across the clearing back to the path in the forest. And this time in the forest, things are greener. The sounds are more crisp. The scent is a little stronger. And you feel really, really good. You feel peaceful. You can do one more turn, like a 360, just to take one last look at everything here. Know that you can always come back to this space, this peace and love and connection. They're always here for you. And you can begin to come back into your body, wiggle your fingers, wiggle your toes, give yourself a hug if you'd like. When you're ready, open your eyes. A deep breath in. <sighs> there we go. Thank you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of But First Stretch. I hope you have a wonderful day.